0: And welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. Uh, we are here in the vineyard in Walla Walla, and this is part of our vineyard series, speaking with Casey McClellan, co-owner, co-founder of Seven Hills Winery, and we're about to jump into some of the, the good stuff, the juice. Casey, tell us what our first wine is. So we're going to start with a 2011
1: uh, Cabernet Sauvignon from Seven Hills Vineyard Old Blocks, uh, 100% cab. Uh, all aged in uh, French oak, about 40% new. So this was our 24th bottling of this Cabernet from this site that uh, I've worked with.
0: This smells fantastic. I just stuck my nose in this glass and it is a dark, um, it is a brilliant black, purple, ruby. I mean, it's just got lots of facets of color. Um, almost 100% opaque I can still see my fingers a little bit but uh, it is coating the glass and it smells beautiful what's the oak regimen here because I wanted to say I just got a a beautiful hint of dark black cherries and black raspberries and blue well just lots of fruits tell me what the oak is because I got a little mocha on here
1: yeah, well, we, we tend to favor medium toast. It has uh, a little bit of uh, those mocha notes, um, a little sweeter tones, sweeter oak tones. And I, I really like using Sagan Moreau's uh, a classic uh, uh, barrel. It's just got a really nice rounding, integrating character of the oak as well.
0: Well, I just took a sip of this Hawaiian, and I'm like in heaven Um well i guess i'm in walla walla but this is seventh heaven in a way mm-hmm. <laughs> here we go seven <laughs> hills 2011 cab i'm really impressed and i think 10 and 11 have been vintages for um watching the state to hang their hat on this is those are the uh landmark vintages with these wines with so their structure and yet the ripeness concentration you didn't have to do too much to this wine because it tastes like everything's perfect did you have to manipulate it at all well, we're pretty
1: hands-off, you know, non-interventional winemakers. I I really still firmly believe that you should let the vineyard express itself, and you know, put in the oak and the you know management, of the winery that just helps that show to best effect. So uh, we're pretty traditional. I don't you know, there's a there's a million things you can buy to 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 add to your wines these days. A lot of a lot of high-tech stuff, um, and I still think the best wines are. You grow them right, treat them right, made just, in the vineyard. Just yeah, let them show. I mean, not that it doesn't require discipline and hard work to get them there. I mean, <laughs> you got to take care of them, but uh, uh, yeah, do what's right in the vineyard and uh, take care of it well. well and this, wine, is a uh, this is
0: fantastic. This is hundred percent Cabernet.
1: Hundred percent Cab. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that.
0: I love that one. It's a hundred percent because you you know as much as I enjoy the term of people saying, "Well, we want to make the best wine possible." Sometimes you. You want to just taste the what's real, and sometimes mm-hmm. I, I think that the truth is in a hundred percent. You can't, you know, you can't change it. Um, if you want to find these wines online, uh, check out Seven Hills dot com. Yes, Seven Hills dot com, and we're tasting this beautiful twenty eleven uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, which is a hundred percent. This is but delicious wine. I'm surprised how approachable and soft and gentle the mouthfeel is and yet the finish and and, uh, structure just maintain that length.
1: Well there we'd like to make wine that it's a whole wine you've got the aromatics the nose to it that kind of draws you in that you've got fruit you've got vibrant acidity underneath you've got enough uh, structure to carry the wine through uh, its life and you know for me wine should me be balanced enough to be uh, very compatible with food I just it, I think it's uh, one of the great joys of uh, wine and w- is with food pairing so um, that's our house style is uh, you know make a wine that's juicy expressive um, and not
0: too heavy how many other Cabernets do you produce Is uh, obviously this is the Seven Hills Vineyard Cab and do you have other sources for, for Cabernet Sauvignon
1: yeah I, I like working with different terroirs um, we've worked with Clipson Vineyard since 1991 got some great bottleings from that vineyard over the years um, with uh, Ciel de Cheval since 2001 um, we that's a cab based wine but is a, a four varietal Bordeaux red blend and uh of course mcclellan estate next right next door to seven hills vineyard with our newer trellising and uh, uh, training systems
0: tell us what else is happening in the vineyard do you have an assistant winemaker now or is uh, you a hundred <laughs> percent well bottle washer too?
1: Uh, yeah we finally grown to be big enough that uh, uh it's been a long time since i could do it all i've had a assistant winemaker for uh, ooh, over 10 years now and uh you know, the staff is growing, so I've got an assistant winemaker, uh, two cellar workers, and uh, uh, we're keeping up with the workload with those, but um, I'm more visionary now and uh, directive of wine style rather than doing everything hands-on myself.
0: And it's and, great to have such a um, an educated workforce now, thanks to the uh, Center for Enology and Viticulture, that you have... You can teach them the way, but you have confidence in their ability right off the bat, so that you can take a little bit of a relaxation. It's not always to be vigilant. You can look further ahead than always at the you know what everyone's doing, right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's been real good for the valley to have um, a workforce uh, that has been around wine and is um, you know understanding of what it all means and the basics are covered and that's a very different situation than twenty years ago where you really had to train everybody from the basics on up.
0: I had the pleasure of speaking with Gordy Veneri earlier uh, in our vineyard series and he was mentioning how he was just a home winemaker and was looking at uh, the established community the you know Leonetti's and uh, Woodward Canyons for some advice and um, Well, it's just some review of their their processes. And, uh, you know, now he said, I wish I had that education, you know, today that they had back then or vice versa. I mean, um, I really like this wine, this, the Cabernet Sauvignon. And I'll say something that is, uh, well, in the best ways, it has such a great California mouthfeel. California's been able to do that. There's uh, this just generous, voluptuous, uh, just seductive wine style that makes them so yummy. Um, obviously, they don't have the structure oftentimes that uh, Washington does or Bordeaux does. But it's been so, I mean, it's easy to fall in love with those California wines of today and years ago because they were so generous and soft, and they seem to be complete. And I like that uh, this wine has the best of both worlds. You've got that generosity the, on the attack, but just the structure to say and when you're drinking at Capstone, you want you want some power. Yeah. You know, I want some bite back to my um, wine. Stand up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Give it to me.
1: I I I think the best wine is a wine that is seductive, that you can't stop drinking it. It's so good that, you know, you don't want to stop. And uh, you know, that's that's my ideal is, you know, whatever vineyard you're working with, whatever varietal, if you can make a wine that people find so inviting they can't help themselves, then you're a success.
0: And uh, you did not decant this. You just poured it straight from the bottle, yep. which is really, really cool because it's ready to roll. Um, and, you know, as a sommelier, we are always looking – the first impression is so important. And I think um, oftentimes – we could struggle with 11. Some people will struggle with it because they couldn't manage the tannins. They couldn't manage the rightness. Um, obviously, you've, with your history and 25 years plus, you're able to do that. Um, but as a psalm, you always wanted to, here's a glass of wine. You want that mmm effect yeah. mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you got mmm. <laughs> uh-huh. got a customer who's happy in your soul and but versus... Oh, interesting. Right, yeah. (laughs) And you've got me at mmm. You had me at the proverbial hello. And um, I see that I have the good fortune of uh, having a glass of the 2000 Cabernet Sauvignon, Seven Hills Vineyard uh, wine. Let's talk about this. Uh, Tell me about that vintage. I know that 11 here was um, a little cooler, but provided great ripeness. Well, How was 2000? So I really, I really like the trio
1: of vintages in the early two thousands. You know, oh 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 one, oh two. Um, they were all sort of uh, moderate temperature. I'd call them you know typical Washington State vintages. Um, so enough heat so that we didn't have to worry about excessively alcoholic wines, um, but um, or you know the converse, too cold where we weren't worrying about uh, ripeness either. So right down in the sweet spot. Um, and they are obviously ageable wines. We're drinking it at 14 years out. Um, but I, I found all three of those vintages just you know, really delightful to work in. I mean, they, 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 the vintages made things easy for the winemaker, I thought, and uh, uh, fond memories of those early years.
0: Well, i just um, enjoying the aromas or the bouquet Aroma is for young wine. Bouquet is for a wine that's developed, and this wine certainly has um, fourteen years of development on it. Um, it's, wow, well, it's it's it smells old world. I mean, mm-hmm. I say that with you know the best of respect, um, but a little mushroom, some Let's dried desiccated yeah. flower. Uh, the the fruit there is more of a a, a ripe dried leather fruit leather. And yet there's still just a touch of perfume like you can smell. There's some berries there as well. Um, I just tasted it too, and I'm surprised that, you know, I wanted to say and share with our listeners that I haven't tasted your wine enough, and it's consistently enough because it's obviously you get distracted by the new shiny, <laughs> mm-hmm. the new shiny winery over here, and oh wow, okay. But this is so consistent with the house style again that uh, that California mouthfeel off the top. Um, obviously, this wine has the time to integrate and, and uh, uh, harmonize within the bottle, but this wine, and I can't gush too much, but gosh darn it, I like my job, and this is really fun, <laughs> <laughs> I like drinking good wine, mm-hmm. okay, kill me for that, but um, did your winemaking style change in the last 11 years, between 2000 and 2011?
1: Well, I, um, in the very early years, I I tend to extract more, and... Um, try to get everything out of, of the grapes and around the mid-90s to late nineties I started just becoming gentler. Um, and I think it was a process of learning the area. And I, I always say it takes 10 years to even get to the basics of being a, a competent winemaker in a region where you really understand the grapes, the sites, the climate, and how those interact with your oak program and, and those things you do in the cellar like fermentation temperature. Um so I like to think that between two thousand and today that i've enhanced things i've adjusted i've you know found those optimal things to do at the winery and in the vineyard that just make the wines more expressive and yet still true to the house style, so I call it kind of focusing in on you know, what makes this wine greater than it was last vintage.
0: And you, uh, I should say you, but the winemakers here in Washington State, obviously we were just uh, still at 45, 50 years old at the tops with, um, and then the plethora of new talent coming in and trying to learn the ropes. You're right, it takes time. Burgundy and Bordeaux have the luxury of having hundreds of years of knowing what those sites will do and uh we obviously you've had eight nineteen eighty was the first vintage or the first planting right yeah, and yeah. so we're just looking at uh thirty coming up on thirty five years
1: yeah, it's basically we're kind of on the cusp of the first generation transitioning in Washington state. It's something that California's experienced you know a little bit before us um but uh I think there's. Exciting times ahead, and we are making better and better wine every year, and uh, I really like the direction we've gone, where we are finding the, the best sites and the best way to grow varietals in certain sites, and, you know, what Washington really wants to say with each varietal it produces and uh, the the progress is amazing and I think you know it's gonna make it even more fun for the next 30 years for winemakers.
0: I would agree and it's been it's been really fun to, to uh, celebrate the 30 years here uh, with the Walla Walla Valley Wine Alliance and the big party we had last night. Um, I'm going to ask you some questions when we come back about what Seven Hills Vineyard tastes like. I mean if you're going to do a descriptor and tell me Where the best optimum Cabernet Sauvignon, what would you look for? And we'll also jump into some of your other varietals here on Happy Hour Radio in the Vineyard.